Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for May 3rd, 2015. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon this morning is entitled, Here's What I Say. I've stood there, I mean right there, where this scene in the Gospel of Mark is set. I have stood right there in Caesarea Philippi. It's one of the few places in the Holy Land where you can be sure you are standing in the actual place and not just some traditional site. Caesarea Philippi has a mountain wall There's a cave-like entrance, and along the mountainside wall are little alcoves where many different gods were worshipped in this place. So since I've stood there and seen it for myself, I see and hear this scene a bit differently than before I traveled to the Holy Land. I picture Jesus with his disciples standing there looking up at this mountainside wall. And of all places, this is the place where Jesus asks them. I picture them all standing there in a pondering stance, looking at all the gods when he says, who do people say that I am? staring up at all those nooks of sacred deities, wondering what people are saying about him. It's a very human thing to do, isn't it? To wonder what people are thinking about you. To wonder what people are saying about you. To wonder what names people are calling you. But surely Jesus knew without them telling him. But he just wanted to hear it. He just wanted to hear them say it. They have no idea who you really are, Jesus. They're baffled, no doubt, Jesus. They make their guesses. They're trying to figure it out because you seem like no other, but they have no idea. So they rattled off the list. Some say this, some say that. It's exactly what he thought. So then his gaze moves from this mountainside of altars and Jesus fixes his gaze upon them and he asks them the all-important question, the only question that really matters, but who do you say that I am? I'm convinced that wasn't just a question for those particular disciples. I think Mark's gospel asked that question not just to Peter and the others. I think Mark is asking it of us. Who do you say that Jesus is? It's a great question. Located right smack dab in the middle of Mark's telling is the turning point of this gospel. Up until this moment, Mark's Mark's gospel has things happening and centralized in the region of the Galilee. 
Jesus has been teaching and healing, preaching and casting out demons. He's been performing miracles and word has begin, is beginning to spread like wildfire about him. At this point, he makes a turn. The ones gathered with him don't know it yet, but he's now turning towards Jerusalem. He knows that the life he has lived is changing. He knows that the powers that be must surely be stirring by now. He knows suffering is to come, harassment and bullying and pain and rejection will be his future as soon as they suspect who he really is. But they, those gathered right there with him, have no idea. So Peter speaks up. Oh, bold Peter, you are the Messiah. Thus far in the Gospel of Mark, the only ones that have recognized Jesus as such have been the demons that he cast out. So far in Mark's telling, the demons have been the only one to recognize Jesus for who he really was. But now Peter was finally beginning to see more clearly, and he makes his bold claim standing in front of a whole buffet of deities. Messiah. The one we've been expecting to deliver us, the one we've been hoping for and looking for. In essence, Peter speaks up and says, you really are the one. Chet Myers says that Peter's answer introduces into the story world for the first time the politically loaded term Messiah. Jesus is not simply a great prophet. He is a royal figure who will restore the political fortunes of Israel. In this one word, Messiah, Peter is saying the revolution is at hand. Peter had no idea the implications of his proclamation. Some folks don't like for preachers to delve into politics. Thank you. I appreciate that chuckle. <laughs> and I'm not going to today, even though I want to. But I'm not talking about partisan politics. I'm talking about things that are political in nature. If Jesus wasn't a political threat, why in the world was he killed? He spoke truth to power. He ventured into territory that was dangerous with his teachings, with the company that he kept, and with the crowds that were buying his message. He was clearly a threat to the status quo. We should be political. We should speak truth to power. But instead of Peter getting the ding, 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 you have answered correctly, sure, sir, Johnny, tell him what he's won. He gets rebuked. Peter gets shush and silenced. Don't you tell anyone, Jesus said. Is such a frustrating scene. We would expect Jesus to be elated. Finally, the bumbling disciples and his closest friends got it. They know who I am. 
Instead, he realizes that now that they see him and know him and can proclaim him for who he really is, the jig will be about up. His time grew shorter with this bold confession of faith from Peter. But I'm guessing Peter was just left stunned and confused and a bit hurt by the whole exchange. As we sit at this turning point moment, as we make our way through the Gospel of Mark, it is appropriate for us to hear Jesus' question for questions for ourselves. Who do people say that he is? But more importantly, who do you say that he is? So I turned to some of my pastor friends from across the country and asked them. Some were more lengthy than others who were concise and to the point. From Baltimore, a more lengthy answer. John, who do you say Jesus is? He says, well, it depends, I guess. In different contexts, I would say Jesus is life, shepherd, teacher, prophet, example, but he has authority in each case as the Son of God. And then I would really try and avoid breaking that down. But if I did have to break it down and explain it, I'd say something like, I don't believe it has to do with some kind of divided nature. I believe in the full humanity of Jesus, but I also believe in God's presence with him in a unique way. If I trusted, John says, who I was in conversation with, and I, he, he gave me a parenthetical, and I would trust you. If I trusted who I was in conversation with, I'd get into Messiah Savior language, and then I'd have to explain what I don't mean by that. Peter really cut to the chase more than John. But then from Charleston I got, Jesus is the fullest revelation of who God is. And then from Nashville I got the most surprising answer, probably the most unorthodox of my preacher friends that would never, ever use traditional language to speak of faith. This was her answer, and I quote, Jesus is Savior. I was so surprised. And then she said, He saves me every time that I choose to speak like Him, act like Him, include like Him, love like Him. To the extent that I'm a follower of Jesus, I am working out my salvation, and He is my Savior. From Charlotte, North Carolina, Someone said, Amy said that I can't take time to think about it and give my normal five-page dissertation on it. I added that parenthetical part. Amy said I can't take time to think about it. So I would say he is the center of my world. I would like time to talk about that so he doesn't sound like my girlfriend. <laughs> but the center of my ethical life, not to mention my practical and my career, my practical life and my career revolves around his way, which I still believe is life-giving. Who do you say that he is? Can you say 
who he is for you. From Durham, North Carolina, Jesus is what gives me hope after I've lost hope. Well, I'm sure you're dying to know. Here's what I say. But let me begin with a disclaimer. <laughs> I get so tired of having to say what I don't believe. You know, if I claim Jesus as Savior, I get tired of saying, I don't think that Jesus' sole role is to save me from my sins and the fires of hell. I simply mean that I have found a saving grace in him that saves me from myself and for being on task to help save the world of brokenness and chaos. If I claim Jesus as the way, the truth, the life, I get tired of saying, I'm not meaning he's the only way. If you know anything about me, you know of my efforts for openness and inclusion, believing that God is bigger than any of our notions about God. My claim of Jesus as the way is simply a telling of my own story. He is the way for me. He is the only way for me. But that does not in any way have implications upon those that choose a different way. Do you see what I'm saying? Often, particularly for progressive or liberal Christians, we can't claim what we believe for having to explain what we don't believe. It's tiresome and a horrible way to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ if everything we say has to be couched in what we don't believe. I've heard more recently about folks claiming to be atheists. I've wanted to have conversations with those atheists so I could hear about the God that they don't believe in. I'm convinced that at least for some of them, the God that they don't believe in, I don't believe in either. I'm convinced that they've only heard one way preached about a wrathful or judgmental or vengeful or capricious God who delights in punishment and seemingly vindictive behavior. I don't believe in that God. So now that my disclaimer is done, <laughs> here's what I say to Jesus' question to me. Who, Amy, do you say that I am? I say Jesus is the one. Jesus is the one I follow and the one for whom I clear a path in order for others to follow. Jesus is the one I've given my life to. Jesus is the one that I center my ethics and my decisions upon, though it's probably often hard to tell that by the way I live and the things I say and the choices that I make. Jesus is the one I study. Jesus is the one at the center of my life. Jesus is the one that lives in my heart. Jesus is the one in whose name I pray. Jesus is the one in whose memory I find myself in community with you. Jesus is the one that has changed my life. And I hope and pray that he continues to change me more and more because I'm not done yet. Stick a toothpick in me, it will come out gooey. <laughs> I'm not done yet. 
If I were standing in Caesarea Philippi today, gazing upon that mountainside wall of gods, and Jesus were to ask me the question he asked over 2,000 years ago to his disciples, I think I would just say, Jesus, you're the one. And if it gets us all in trouble for me saying it, then so be it. You're the one. So what's your answer to the most important question Jesus ever asked? Who do you say that he is? Email it to me. Facebook it to me. Tweet it to me. Snapchat it to me. I don't care how you get it to me. But I want to know who you say he is. And then let us recognize that we may live the rest of our lives trying to answer that one question. May it be so. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.